0: hello and welcome back to another episode of the for the good podcast
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I kind of forgot about that
1: yeah that's a good intro right there here we that go is
0: fantastic there was already music and then nice little funky is what it's called yeah
1: it's called funky
0: yeah <coughs> what are we gonna talk about today honey
1: uh we're gonna talk about a little bit about obedience. What have we been up to recently? I think people want to fill her in of what's been going on.
0: What's been going on just, with what? Just
1: wedding-wise and engagement-wise. Oh. Uh, people want to know updates, honey.
0: Let's see. Um, engagement season is fantastic.
1: Uh, yeah. Mm. it's re- it's Okay, so before we get into it, I have a story to tell. My dog has been having serious diarrhea. Very stinky. We went to go put stuff on our registry um, at Target, and I, was, I got like two hours of sleep. I was really out of it. And I felt bad because it was something that was really fun, but I just like wasn't up to like my sleep levels what I usually am. But dude, being engaged is so fun.
0: It's so fun. I still had fun, honey.
1: Yeah, I know. I just felt bad. It's okay. Yeah.
0: It was okay. We made it work. But we actually, yeah, we put a lot of stuff on there. It's just, I think it's just so exciting because we're not living together. Yeah. So going to pick out stuff was like, oh my goodness, like when we use the stuff that we're putting on our registry like we're gonna be married yeah like you're gonna be here
1: yeah man i love this woman so much and i am so thankful we're not living together yeah <laughs> like and, and it like, is it's so exciting knowing that when we do live together it's going to be because we're married yeah. and it's just like and i'm not trying to bring shame to anyone who is living together or whatever yeah, I was gonna because say that. It, it's none of our business but like it is very exciting and fun to have her own life my own life and how when we do get married, it's like, it's yeah. just, it's just really cool how, you know, this engagement season, we're like learning a lot about each other and learning a lot about how we tackle certain things. And then just knowing that, like, once this day happens, we're going to be in the same house and with each other forever.
0: Yeah, it's crazy to think about.
1: I think that's one of the biggest things that hits me is I'm like, dang, I'm going to be living with a girl
0: I know, for I the know. rest
1: of my life. It's not like, yeah, I'm gonna be living with my wife. No, I'm living with a girl.
0: Yeah. I think what's crazy also is like, obviously back in the day, people got married so young mm-hmm. and they were married out of their parents' house, right? Like biblically, it's like you move out of your parents' house to move in with your spouse. The husband prepares the house, right? It's going to be crazy because I've lived alone for like four years now. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. when you move in, it's going to be like, wait a second, there's someone else in my space. Yeah. In a good way. Like, yeah. I'm excited. It's not yeah. going to be like some horrible thing. But yeah. And yeah. for me,
1: this is the first time me living alone, because I've always had roommates in the past, but they've always been dudes. I've never lived with women. So it's going to be a different change of pace when she's my wife. And of course, she's a woman. So I don't know, it's just going to be a different dynamic. Because when I was growing up, also, I never shared a bathroom with my sister, so I never was in the bathroom like when my sister was like curling her hair and stuff like that. Uh, actually, we may have shared a bathroom, but it she wasn't in the stage of like makeup and curling her hair yet because she's a lot younger than me.
0: Yeah, honey, I'm going to be getting ready and you're going to have to go in there and use the bathroom. It's going to happen.
1: I'm going to be taking big dumps while you're straightening <laughs> your hair.
0: Yeah, but it's, it's going to be exciting. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm so excited. Yeah. I think another thing is we were talking about this today when we filmed a video at the gym. Yeah. Um, which go to TikTok if you haven't seen those already. But mm-hmm. we were talking about how we're already serving each other the way that we would if we lived together. Yeah. So it's like, oh, it's going to be so cool. Yeah. Like, it's a really good practice. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. And And it's healthy the way that we're doing it, obviously, because we're not like jumping the gun, you know. Mm-hmm. Love you, but I don't want to live with you until we're married. Yeah,
1: that's okay, honey. I don't take offense to it. <laughs> um, well, dude, that kind of that kind of leads us into uh, kind of where I want to start with obedience, just with us and yeah. listening to God. Um, but first of all, thank you guys for coming, tuning in with us. We love you all so much. We got some crazy episodes coming out here in like the next month. So with some special guests next week, it's going to be me and one of my guys his name's jb he's gonna be on the podcast we're gonna run it and then a couple weeks later we're gonna get her old pastor on the podcast so if you aren't subbed sub right now turn on the bell because it's about to be a crazy last couple weeks before 2024 Um, we're gonna get some good content out for you guys but let's do it honey obedience first let's talk about us and how we were obeying the lord before we even got together you want to start with that?
0: Yeah, we can start there. So before we got together, it was really both of us just focusing on our relationship with the Lord and obeying what he was telling us. I talked about this on the last episode, but the biggest thing for me was him putting all of those desires in my heart and then me praying to him about them and being like, okay, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm ready to obey you. Please send this to me mm-hmm. um, like I'm ready for it. So that was the biggest part of like my obedience and just anything that he was calling me to do. Right. Like starting a podcast was so uncomfortable. So, so <clears throat> not me doing this then led to having like a, a presence on TikTok and just starting my my podcast YouTube channel, I think kind of laid the foundation of a conversation with Asher. So there's just many things that both of us did prior to meeting each other that led us to meeting. And if we would not have obeyed the Lord and what he was telling us to do, I don't know if we'd be sitting here.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I want to start off by saying that obedience will always be uncomfortable and it will always be fruitful. And when I got saved, that's when I truly started obeying the Lord, obviously, because I was filled with the Holy Spirit. And when the Lord put on my heart, you know, go into the gym, you know, start preaching, start reading my word, that was, oh my goodness. I had no idea what I was doing. I just got saved. And this was like one week after I got saved. And I was like, I don't even know if this is going to make sense to people. Like, I think it makes sense to me. I don't really know. Sure enough, that's when stuff started to happen. And then also, I saw a bunch of different things change in my character because... Again, the fruit in your life isn't always going to come from materialistic things and the blessings you receive. Um, A lot of it has to do with your character. And one thing that I noticed when I started, you know, doing my content and preaching and stuff, I was put in an area where people would come up to me and ask me things like, Hey man, what are you doing? And stuff like that. And, you know, that's when I started to pray for people in public. And I would, you know, give them a Bible lesson in the gym and stuff like that. And I've I've met a lot of great people now in, in public gyms and you know, I've prayed for them, I've talked to them about their situation, I've, you know, given them words of encouragement, stuff like that. And uh, that's one of those things where if I didn't obey the Lord when I first started, then there wouldn't have been any fruit in that area of my life about talk to people, giving people encouraging words, being a leader in that area as well. That's something that I believe God's called Michelle and I both to be as a leader in some things in our life. Having said that, he's going to put a bunch of tasks in front of us that are going to be uncomfortable, but out of obedience, that's when the fruit is going to be seen in our life.
0: Yeah, that's really good. I think the biggest thing is just the result from obeying Mm -hmm. and just seeing everything unfold in your life when you are doing the things that he's telling you to do, Mm -hmm. it becomes a lot clearer as you start to obey because you get closer to him and more things are just continuing to be revealed So there's just so much growth potential in your relationship with God. The second you put your ego aside and your pride aside and you just start following the things that he's telling you to do. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And that that was the hardest thing for me was just like my ignorance and like pride that I had attached because, you know, being an entrepreneur, you're kind of on your own and you're like, you know, no one else is going to help me except myself so it was hard for me to die to my pride. That was like a big thing that was difficult for me, was just like completely die to myself and surrender to the Lord. And there's that verse in First Peter, honey, that that I'm just thinking about now.
0: I will pull it up. Yeah.
1: Anyways, yeah, it says Michelle's gonna read it, but it says in First Peter to not go back to your ignorant ways. And, you know, I catch myself sometimes when the Lord tells me to do something. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that because I'm not used to it. You know, it's going to make me uncomfortable. And I just, the biggest thing is, is I don't think it's going to work. That's a big thing for me. The Lord told me to do it and I don't think it's going to work. But what I think we miss a lot of times is the way you think it's going to work is completely different from how God wants it to work for you. Because what you think that it's going to grow your business in God's eyes is actually going to grow your character.
0: Yeah. So it's 1 Peter one fourteen. So you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it literally says <clears throat> in there, obedient children. And I think non-believers have a hard time hearing the fact that Christians are obedient to the Lord because it's like, Mm-hmm. Again, the biggest sin, the sin that led to the downfall of humanity was choosing a self-willed life. Yeah. So everyone always wants to be in charge of their own lives. Yep. When Christians talk about, oh, I'm obedient to God. Like I'm doing what he's telling me. I'm I'm following his path of life. I think that's what steers people away because they're like, no, I'm in charge of my life. Exactly. Like I'm doing all of this. I want all the credit. The second you, you get rid of that and you give it all to the Lord and you start to obey. Mm hmm. He does all of it.
1: Yep. Yeah. I don't want to say we don't try, but man, it's just like you're not driving. (laughs) Yeah. Like at all. It's
0: hard. Like you died yourself every day. We pick up our cross every day. Mm -hmm. But if you focus on your relationship with the Lord and not anything else, everything's just going to be like laid in front of you and you just have to follow it.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And obedience is not in a way of oh, you know, I just, I freaking hate my life, so I may as well just give it all up and then I'm just going to obey God, right? It It's actually not that at all. We're, we're obeying God because we love him and we honor him and respect him. The more we obey him, the more our love actually grows for him.
0: Yeah, I think that that's a really good point. It's all about your mentality. Now, don't get me wrong, there's been a lot of people that have found Jesus by simply saying, I give up.
1: Of course, yeah. That's That's what it was for me, but I wasn't saying like,
0: it didn't continue exactly in that mindset. Exactly. Yeah. It was, okay, now that I'm following the Lord, I love him and respect him and yeah. fear him so much that I want to obey his word. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the next thing that I want to talk about is the purpose of obeying God and why it's important. So Isaiah 119 says, if you will only obey me, you will have plenty to eat. So part of the obedience is knowing that By obeying him, you're respecting him and he's going to take care of you. I don't want this to come off as in like, I obey him and I have a perfect life Mm -hmm. because we still live in an extremely broken world. However, he promises to be there with us throughout everything. So obeying him draws you closer to God. And then in turn, he is with you through everything and is able to bless you with what is aligned with his will.
1: Yeah, I think uh, think a big thing that us believers struggle with a lot is how do we know if it's coming from the Lord and how do we know if we're supposed to obey it with the uncomfortable things he puts in our life. I think a big way on how to tell if it's actually coming from the Lord on him telling us what to do is we need to see if we actually need to use him for it. So for example, going back on my life, me going in the gym and me preaching and stuff like that, I couldn't do that by myself. I had to rely on him for it. I had to rely on, you know, gaining wisdom from his word, lots of prayer, worship as well. Um, Believe it or not, I've learned a lot from like worship songs. Like, they'll just like throw Bible verses and worship songs. I'm like, oh, wait a second. I've read that before. And then, you know, you get revelations and stuff. So I think that's a big thing, too, is if the Lord puts it on your heart to do something and it's going to make you uncomfortable. First, you need to ask yourself, is it going to glorify him? And also, are you going to need to use him for it?
0: Yeah, I think another good point is that he's never going to call you to do something that isn't biblical. Yeah.
1: Yeah. In a mm-hmm. sense,
0: and and what I mean by that is like what you just said. Obviously, you're gonna have to rely on him, but if you think that he's calling you to move in with your significant other before you're married, highly doubt he's calling you to do that. Yeah, you know, because it's not in the Bible. That's what I mean by that. Yeah, I think it's it's important. And how do you know if it's in the Bible? You got to read it.
1: Yeah, you got to read it. Yeah, one one thing he's also not going to do is he's not going to call you to something where he knows you can fight by yourself. I see this like trend going on where people say God's not going to call you to something where you can't accomplish. And my argument is he absolutely will. That's the whole point of obedience is I would actually argue if you're doing the stuff that God's not calling you to do, and you're only obeying the things that he's telling you to do that you know you can do in your own strength, then that may not even be from God.
0: Well, it's the same thing as like, where where's your growth going to come yeah, from, right? Exactly, so yeah. if I'm trying to get stronger, and I can ideally lift 25 pounds, why would I stay at 10? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to grow any muscle if I'm so used to it. Mm-hmm. I obeyed the Lord when I moved to Texas, mm-hmm. like being honest, mm-hmm. because... Everyone always joked growing up that I was going to literally have a house connected to my parents. I'm the baby of the family and I have just always been really close with them. And everyone, all my siblings, all my friends, they were all like, you're never going to move. You're never going to move. You're never going to move. Anytime something bad happened in my life, the Lord put a desire in my heart to move. And I didn't listen to it. So if we go back a year ago, I almost moved to Dallas by myself. And the Lord gave me so much peace about moving. I literally called my mom and I was like, Are you gonna be upset if I move one day? And she was like, Not if the Lord's calling you to do it. And I was like, I feel like He gave me peace about it, but I don't know where. And she was like, Well, maybe it's just not yet. Maybe He's just giving you Mm -hmm. that insight. Hey, you're gonna move one day. So when it happens, you're ready for it. Mm -hmm. A year later, I fall in love with a man who lives in Texas. Mm -hmm. We get engaged, and I'm like, Yeah. I'm moving to Texas, like love this state. And it was so out of my comfort zone. And let me tell you, we have been here for almost a month. Yeah. Yeah. We've been here for almost a month and there has not been a single thought in my mind about being homesick or wanting to move back with my family. Like Mm -hmm. I am just so at peace. I trusted the Lord and I knew that this was going to happen because I know how good God is and I know how much he prepared me for this moment and I obeyed him by doing it so why wouldn't he bless me with peace over the mm-hmm. situation
1: yeah dude I think another really cool thing is for me anyway about obedience is it literally increases your faith
0: it really does like, it really does
1: like that's what's very hard for me when an atheist will challenge me and he'll be like well, what about this and this and this and this and this and I'm like Man, I wish you could look at my life and see the prayers, see how I have obeyed God, see what he has done for me, and see what he is going to continue to do. Being saved like eight, nine months ago, yes, I put my trust in God, but obviously you still have questions. You're still curious yeah. and stuff like that. and We're always going to have questions until you know the day we die. There's a difference between having 100% proof and truth than being a hundred percent confident us as christians were a hundred percent confident there's not a hundred percent proof though you know that's there's not a hundred percent proof in anything in today's world that Um, that
0: kind of ruins the relationship exactly
1: yeah that's yeah that's what i was about to say that's also what i don't understand is when i'll get challenged and they're like but don't you want a hundred percent proof and i'm like dude not really like, there
0: wouldn't be a relationship. Yeah, if, if and That would
1: be forced then. If
0: God was standing right in front of me and was like, you have to believe in me to get saved, I'd be like, all right, well, I can see you. So yeah, yeah. whatever. It's fine. But like the whole point of like faith is believing something that you can't see. Mm-hmm. Right. And like having, having faith that like it's true. And yeah. as believers, we do have that faith. It just makes the relationship so much better yeah. because he reveals himself in such a cool ways yeah. that it's like wow that was the lord i'm not kidding i am not cheesy person that if i'm like in a hurry somewhere and i'm like oh my goodness i'm late to this appointment whatever and i get a bunch of green lights i will literally say thank you lord
1: yeah mm-hmm. you know what's crazy though atheists will say that too they'll say thank you god that i got all these green lights and it's like you're thanking something you don't believe in uh. everyone knows you know we are um,
0: all born with like, a god-shaped hole yeah like, we all Ch- know it's chi- true. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're all born with childlike instincts where we're supposed to worship someone else other than ourselves. Mm-hmm. Jackie, my old pastor's wife, had such a good message on worship in today's world and how we were created to worship God. We weren't created to worship ourselves. We weren't created to worship our partners. You know, we, we weren't created to worship idols.
0: And that's why the people that do that aren't happy. Yeah.
1: you know, You know what's wild? Is even when Jesus was on earth and he claimed to be God and is God, people still denied him. So that's what makes you think when people are like, well, God should just come down to earth and reveal himself.
0: He literally he did, did. And
1: guess what? Y'all killed him. <laughs> yeah. Like it already happened. So that that's another argument where I don't where I don't understand, and that's wh- another thing. That's where the faith part comes in. Yeah, it's like you've already put your faith that He's already revealed Himself. Yeah, and that now that He died, His Spirit lives in us. Mm-hmm. But yeah, honey, what's the next point? Well, let's run this thing.
0: So I want to talk about because we're talking about as believers, right? We we obey the Lord. It comes out of fearing him so having respect for him it's kind of like a child not wanting to disobey their parents because they have so much respect for their parent yeah that's how we look at our relationship with god we're both reading the of god book by recommend
1: recommend y'all buying that yo mr bevere if you ever see this clip or something dude it would be an honor to talk to you for 20 minutes i just want to say thank you first off dude you have grown my faith and taught me so much i know you probably get this all the time but dude you are such a smart smart person um and you know exactly how to teach people how to truly love god the right way and also how to teach people he's taught us how to teach people the correct way yeah so if this ever gets any view yo mr bevair if you're watching this dude shoot me a dm man let's get coffee yeah
0: (laughs) if you're ever in the Dallas area. He's in
1: DFW a lot.
0: Really? Mm -hmm. Perfect.
1: Yeah. But yes, if y'all are listening to this, I don't even care. Stop watching this podcast Go or the all of God right now. Don't even care. Y'all need to buy it.
0: It's so good. It's going to be one of those books that I reread my entire life Mm -hmm. and I pass down to our children.
1: Yeah. Michelle and I watched the Becoming Something podcast. JP said it is the second best book. I have read since the Bible.
0: Yeah, in that book, it talks a lot about just having respect for the Lord. I want to talk about John fourteen twenty one. If you want to pull it up, honey, so you can read it to me. This is just talking about us as followers loving him and respecting him enough to obey him.
1: So Jesus says in John fourteen twenty one, those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my father will love them and I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. So God's not going to reveal himself to you unless you honor him. That is why a lot of people, this is just a thought. Maybe it's hard for them to hear from the lord because they're living in secret sin
0: it is it is
1: and this is something john talks about in his book when he was in brazil he said the presence of god was not in the room because nobody honored god and the church michelle and i first went to here that is something michelle and i were confused about because at my old church and her old church we felt the presence of god every time we stepped in that building and it is because People truly honor him, and God's not going to reveal himself to you or anyone if it's not in a place where he is being shown respect and honor.
0: Yeah, so that goes back to that first Peter verse that we talked about a little bit ago, which is basically like if you go back to your old ways, you're going to demolish your relationship with the Lord, Mm -hmm. and he's not going to draw near to you and tell you things. So people are often like, I'm so confused, I don't know what to do next in my life, I feel lost if you feel that way, go back and analyze your life. Yeah, Are there sins that you are still living in that you're ignoring because you feel like you are just one out of a million people that it's okay if you do it? Yeah, If it's in here and he calls us not to do it and you're still doing it and you feel lost, that's probably why.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And again, we got to say this every time. Michelle and I are not perfect. Michelle and I suck.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we all mess up. And the only reason I'm saying this is because it's happened in my life before. Yeah,
1: same. Yeah.
0: If there's something that I'm not letting go of, and I'm like, oh, it's fine. It's like this tiny little thing. Or if it is something big, and I'm making an excuse as to why it's okay for me to do it. And my relationship with the Lord was horrible. Yeah, I felt so far from Him. In fact, right before I got a revelation, this is just a side topic, but I'd like to share this story. There was a lot of stuff that I was struggling with and I felt so far from God. Part of it was me hanging out with worldly friends still Mm. and making excuses like, I'm not drinking that much. I'm driving home. It's Mm. okay if I go into these environments. Mm -hmm. I was justifying the sin that I was doing. I felt so far from the Lord and I cried out to Him. I literally bawled my eyes out. On the floor of my shower, and I was like, Lord, I feel so far from you. And I repented of what I was doing and the things that I was justifying. And the next day, I met with a mentor who has changed my life.
1: Yeah. In mm-hmm. my
0: perspective about my relationship with the Lord. I was like literally crying out to him saying like, send me someone to help me. And I met her for coffee the next day and I still talk to her. Like mm-hmm. she's still my mentor. Yeah. Love her. Like she's like my spiritual mother. That was that was huge for me. I'm not sitting here saying I'm perfect. My relationship with the Lord is perfect because I have no sin. Like we all fall short. But that was something for me that was like hindering my relationship with the Lord is because I was excusing my sin and mm-hmm. deliberately disobeying him.
1: Yeah, that's a good Good point, honey. So, anyone who's watching this, you know, pause it real quick and literally just evaluate your life and see if you're justifying stuff. The reason why you may feel disconnected from yourself is because you're disconnected from the one who created you. And if you're disconnected from the one who created you, that's why you probably feel really confused with your life.
0: And we love you and we're here for you.
1: The reason why Michelle and I are telling you this because we love you. That's why we're telling you this. We don't want anyone to be confused or not see you in heaven or live in the secret sin for the rest of your life, whatever it may be. We're doing this because we don't only care about you on earth. We care about you for eternity. We care about where you're going in the future.
0: So I also want to make a point about like passive disobedience. So I'm not necessarily talking about actions. This could be changing the word of God. Mm. Right. So we're in new times. A lot of times people are like, oh, that that part in the Bible doesn't apply because we're in we're in 2023 and like times have changed. And if the Lord was here now, he wouldn't have said all of that. Mm. And and that wouldn't be true. Right. Mm. Holding on to that misinformation and trying to change what's in the Bible is is just as much disobedience as someone actively doing it. So mm. you might not be living in that sin, but if you're passing those verses off, let's say we're not living together and we have good friends that do and we're like, it's okay. You guys see a future together and we're like, basically ignoring the fact that the the Bible tells us not to. We are passively disobeying him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm just using that as an example. I'm not trying to like condemn anyone, but that was just the first thing that came into my head.
1: Yeah. That's one thing that Michelle and I kind of struggle with is
0: finding the balance. Yeah.
1: Finding the balance of we love you so much and to relate it with truth and not a condemning and shameful way. It's very difficult. We just did a study on this. I'm going to read it again, because the reason why I did a study on John 8, honey, was I think it's my favorite chapter in John. Really? Oh, yeah. Not only does Jesus say he's God 3,000 times. I'm just kidding. It's only like four. <laughs> but Enough
0: also, to believe it.
1: Enough to believe it. So this is when the Pharisees brought this woman who committed adultery. And Jesus displays such a great way on how much he loves this woman who committed adultery, supposedly, and also he attached truth to it. So I'm just going to start. This is John eight, starting at verse six. So these are the Pharisees. They were trying to trap him into saying something that they could use against him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger. They kept demanding an answer As he stood up again and said, All right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest, until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Then Jesus stood up and said to the woman, Where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, Neither do I go and sin no more.
0: I also want to make a point real quick before you... Go ahead. She was not a believer.
1: Bam. Yeah. I want to
0: focus on that mm-hmm. because I feel like a lot of times people will see that and be like, oh, well, it, it's fine, right? Mm-hmm. No, she didn't believe. Yeah. Now that she believes in him, I'm assuming he probably wrote her something about, I'm God, yeah. right? Believe in me and you will be saved. <laughs> Yeah. Then he said, go on and sin no more. Yeah. So once you become a follower of Christ, he calls us to live righteously. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just wanted to say that what the Pharisees did was not good. They may have been lying. She may have not even been caught in adultery because... The guy wasn't even there. In the Old Testament, the law of Moses states that they both have to be present and they both have to be stoned if there was adultery committed. The guy wasn't there, so they may have been lying. Anyways, that's besides the point. Jesus had such a great way of having, I love you so much, so I am not condemning you. And also, I never want you to do this ever again in your life. Notice how Jesus said in John 8, 11, neither do I go and sin no more. Jesus asked the woman, did none of them condemn you? In John three seventeen, check this out, honey. God sent his son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. In the ESV version, it says God sent his son into the world not to condemn them, but to save them. So again, the whole, I guess like passive obedience for Michelle and I, what's very difficult for us is doing exactly that, not condemning the person, but also saying, hey, you probably shouldn't be doing this though. Because Jesus didn't call you to do this.
0: Yeah. And it's not like a scare tactic of saying like, you're not going to get into heaven. Yeah, exactly. It's like you are following the Lord and it's going to grow your relationship Mm -hmm. if you obey him.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's the hardest thing because you can't see it yet. They're like, I want to obey him, but why can't he just show me what's going to happen when I obey him? Yeah, You know, it's like they want the fruit. Before the obedience, well,
0: that's just because of the world that we live in,
1: yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was that way, and there are still times where the Lord will call me to do something and I'll be wrestling with it. And I'm like, I just want to know what's going to happen because I'm freaking scared, right? Yeah, and it's very uncomfortable, you know. This step with Frisco, yeah, it was huge, it was huge for me too. I was in Houston, I was fine, and then Michelle and I we don't know anyone here you know like it was a completely new step but you know we've already seen the fruit you know i pray one day we have a great family and we have a lot of friends and stuff like that you already touched base on this but a big thing when it comes to obedience is just being at peace with it through it all Mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing too is we've always had peace making this big faith move
0: yeah your your heart posture when you're obeying is really important Because if you're like, okay, I'm going to obey you, right? Because your word's telling me to, but Mm. I'm really anxious and I'm just living in fear the entire time. It's like, no, that, that comes with faith, like giving it up and saying like, okay, you're calling me to do this. I'm going to do it because I love you and respect you. And I truly believe that you will be with me no matter what happens. Yeah.
1: Yep. The obedience doesn't come from, okay, I'm going to obey you because I know you're going to give me everything. It's no, I obey you because I love you. Yeah. And whether it's he blesses you with a crazy amount of finances, or he blesses you with, you know, one loaf of bread, whatever that one loaf of bread may be that can be used. Figuratively. In, yeah, figuratively. Or, you know, whether it's you got fired from a job that could be out of a way of God giving you a better opportunity. Right. But yeah, if your heart posture is not in a way of I'm obeying you because I love you and it's I'm obeying you because I'm expecting to get something, you're going to be very, very anxious through it all.
0: I think next we should talk about delayed obedience Mm -hmm. because my pastor said this and I've carried it with me ever since I heard it. Um, Delayed obedience is still disobedience. When, When he calls you to do something, act on it don't don't put it off and try to make excuses as to like why you won't do it Mm -hmm. because the timing could be perfect to where if you delay it like you might miss the blessing
1: yep i got so much bible for it too you know there are so many stories in the old and new testament where disobedience doesn't happen
0: no it doesn't they all have so much faith in the lord And they all obey him as soon as he tells them to do something. Let's talk about the fishing example that we talked about a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I was
1: just just about to read it. So the example I want to give is when Jesus was talking to Simon Peter and was essentially talking to him about fishing for people instead of fishing for fish. I'm not going to read the whole story. If y'all want to read Luke 5, y'all are going to get a ton of revelations from it. So the part where I want to start is in... Luke 5, verse 10. I'm only going to read two verses. It says, Jesus replied to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus because they were were out at sea. So as soon as they got to shore, they didn't ask any questions. They didn't say, I want to wait till next week. They didn't say, let's try this a couple more times. They left everything and followed Jesus, period.
0: Right away.
1: Like, the boat went to the shore. Okay, I follow you. Bam. That's it. There are so many stories.
0: Well, let's talk about Jonah.
1: Let's talk about Jonah, honey.
0: I mean, he ignored God for so long and his life like fell apart. Mm-hmm. So are you going to be a Jonah or are you going to be a Peter?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Are we going to just put off what God's telling us and try to do everything self-willed? And everything mm-hmm. just fall apart in your hands? Are you going to be Peter where he's like, Okay, yeah. I'm a fisherman. I've been doing this for a living. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. And you're telling me that I need to switch sides on the boat? Like mm-hmm. he could have easily responded to Jesus and been like, You think I'm an idiot? Yeah. Like, you really don't think that I know what I'm doing? And he was like, Oh no, here we go. And then after he saw the fish, right? Yeah. Like after he saw the result yep. of what happened when he obeyed Jesus, he was like, I'm giving up everything. I'm following you. Yeah.
1: And notice how in verse 10 and 11, Jesus never told Peter what he's going to get in response. Nope. Like he never, this is something else that I really want everyone that's watching this to understand about obedience. Jesus, the Lord, the Holy Spirit, they will never ever tell you what you're going to get from obedience
0: yeah they yeah
1: why would they do that because i I can guarantee you one thing right now if jesus said hey peter follow me also just to let you know you're going to be put in jail you're going to be crucified you're going to be slashed you're going to be killed because you followed me but please do it i don't know if peter would be like oh i'm all for it you know And that's the same thing with if the Lord puts something on your heart, you need to do it. The chances are it's not going to be some rinky dink, really easy to do thing. No, you're going to go through. I mean, you're not going to be beat or anything like Peter, but, you know, you're going to go through a lot of tests and trials and stuff like that. And the reason why the Lord's never going to reveal you what you're going to receive is because he doesn't want you to think about what you're going to receive because you're probably going to know what you're going to have to go through to get there. Exactly. Another example. The Lord says start a business, okay? And then he gives you the end result. Your end result is you have 25 employees. They all love your business. You know, you make a ton of money. You hold a ton of charity events. You have a great family, great kids. Um, You know, money's not a problem. What do you think it takes to get there? Probably very, very long hours, a lot of hard work you know, a lot of staying inside and just getting to work and a lot of obedience, right? So again, just because the Lord's not revealing to you what you're going to get out of the obedience doesn't mean you shouldn't do it.
0: I have another point I want to make. This is really good. So if he showed us what we got out of obeying him, we're going to be obeying him because we want that and not because we love and respect him.
1: Yeah, exactly. Oh man, that's good, honey. Here we go.
0: If you were to tell me That we can start a business together and we can have a family, we can have a nice house, we can be well off, good future. And then you came to me and said, do you want to get married? I would be like, oh, I want all of those things. So absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But the fact that we don't know what's going to happen in our lives, I pray that we get to have lots of kids and Mm -hmm. we can take care of them well. I pray for all of those things, but I'm not marrying you because of the potential future we can have i'm marrying you because i love you and because we're both chasing the lord together
1: Mm -hmm. yeah that's good honey i can give you another example too when i first started my business this was way before i knew jesus i got told this will happen if you do this so what happened was was i started to enjoy the result and i stopped enjoying my job and just like michelle was explaining that would happen if the lord gave you the end goal you would enjoy the blessing but you wouldn't enjoy him because then you would just look at god as literally a slot machine
0: yes he is not a, it's not a transaction yeah
1: it's it's not a transactional he thing he
0: owes us absolutely nothing
1: mm-hmm. yeah it, eternity's a gift
0: it is it's a gift and, and it, if y'all
1: don't believe us go watch after death man I'm going to preach on this movie (laughs) until y'all go watch it.
0: It's really good. And the whole point of the gospel is that God gave us free will to believe that Jesus came and died for our sins. Right. If it again, we talked about this earlier. If it was a forced relationship, it wouldn't be a special. There is a point to where we should be focusing on eternity. Mm -hmm. Right. That is that is our reward for being Christ followers. We should be so focused on it that we have so much respect for him. And that we obey him, right? Being focused on eternity and and the result of living a Christian life is correct. Yeah. If you are a Christian because you want to receive blessings from him, Mm -hmm. your mindset is wrong. Yep because it's you a manipulation were, tactic you are then saying that the lord owes you this and this and this and this and this and really he yep. owes us nothing he promises yep. us eternity because we believe in jesus yep and jesus is preparing heaven for us right now mm-hmm. that is all he promises us he doesn't promise us us marriage kids anything yeah. a, a job like none of that and i also want to focus on this too because it kind of goes with, like, focusing on the result. God does not give us a map mm. of, it's not like Candyland. Like, you can't see the whole. Uh, yeah.
1: It's not like shoots and ladders.
0: Yeah. That's the first thing I can think yeah. of. Yeah.
1: Candyland's a fun board game.
0: It is. We should go buy it. Uh,
1: Yeah, let's do it. Game night with two people. <laughs> we need friends. <laughs> Hashtag we need friends.
0: <laughs> if you're in there, you let us know. Yeah. No, but he doesn't show us like the whole path of where we're going. He, all you can see is the step in front of you. Yeah. And once you take that step and he sees that you trust him and that you have faith in him, he will continue to lay bricks uh-huh. that you can follow. Yeah.
1: I want to point out one thing. So, you know, I've been watching a lot of Cliff. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I freaking love Cliff. <clears throat> so he gets challenged a lot on well, if God loves us so much, prove it, right? And he's like, well, that's why he gives us a free will. If this girl comes up to you and says, I love you, and the guy says, well, I don't believe that you love me unless you have sex with me, right? That's just a complete manipulation tactic. And you're putting it in your own world to see if she actually loves you.
0: Ooh, that's good.
1: Yeah, and that's like the same thing with God is people are like, Prove that you love me. Do this, 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 this.
0: Loving God and having a relationship with him, we are just talked about this, is not like a transaction. Like we shouldn't do it to get something out of it. It's the same thing with personal relationships, right? So I don't love you and I'm not going to marry you because of how you benefit me. I saw this video that said a woman of God will love you but a worldly woman will love the way that you make her feel yeah and so it's about like check your heart on like why you believe what you believe and if you if you believe in god and you want to obey him because you love him mm-hmm. or because you're expecting things to happen
1: yeah i was at dinner last night and james and johnny they were like we're so happy for you that you're getting married and stuff like that and they were like how do you know and you know what i never said is I never said, dude, she just makes me feel. I don't know if I've ever actually said that. I think it's always just been, I would die for her. And I just want to wake up to her every single day. I think that's what it always is. It's never been, she makes me happy and she just makes me be a better person and stuff like that. It's like all those things jesus gives Mm -hmm. so the person that you need to choose should be out of you actually loving the person not for how they're making you feel so yeah that was a really good point honey
0: yeah and and god does show his love for us because he sent his one and only son to die on the cross for us so that's how he showed his love obviously part of love is from actions So he does do things out of love for us, but we shouldn't be loving him to expect those things. We should just know that a relationship with him comes with those things, but that's not the ultimate reason. Obedience simply comes down to, do you have faith in God that Mm -hmm. he's calling you to do this for a reason? Yeah. And do you trust him enough to obey him and follow it no matter how hard it's going to be or how uncomfortable it's going to be? Yeah. That's... Again, love comes with actions, right? So faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. You have to physically show your your love and affection by doing the things that God's calling you to do. That's how we give him honor.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just to kind of like wrap this podcast up about obedience as well. I mean, ask yourself, do you actually believe in God? Like straight up, do you believe that there's enough evidence in this world that has been given to us that god's actually real because if you put your faith in him and you're like yeah he's real he's definitely the way the truth and the life that's when you're going to obey him yeah it's not until you fully surrender everything you're like yeah dude there is an overwhelming amount of evidence that he is real he is lord that's when you're going to submit to him and sometimes it comes down to doing your own research listening to podcasts like this, you know, reading the Bible, you know, reading other scholars that have done research on Jesus and make your decision. Michelle and I want to see you in heaven. Yeah, we do. So yeah, I think that's all honey.
0: Okay. Well, if you made it to the end, thank you so much for watching and supporting us recently. We've gotten a lot of love. I've just been so thankful. And the reason we're doing this is because we want to talk about the things that we've learned and our relationship with God and we want to help you grow in your relationship with God. So if this episode helped you and you know someone that could benefit from it, please share it. Uh, We just thank you so much for the support on, Mm -hmm. on all of our platforms for this ministry.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. We love you guys so much. See you next Wednesday on the podcast.